Good morning, saints of our Lord, and welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm your host, Brady Finneran, pastor of Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota. Thank you for tuning us in this morning on Worldwide KFUO, Christ for you anytime, anywhere. A blessed Lent to all of you this Friday, April the 1st, as the light of Christ shines on us from Psalm 20. This psalm is commonly known as a royal psalm, which is a little bit hard. We're Americans. We don't have royalty, as it might say, which tells us the truth of our Lord being our king and obviously points us to Christ. This week, we had this great um, visual for us to think about the psalms is it is Christ who is literally laying over these psalms. And today we look at it through the lens of Christ being our King of Kings. This is quite fitting as we look at the study of Matthew, which we are taking a little break from, as we know that God's kingdom in Christ is what we live under as Christ lays over us and gives us his grace. So this morning we see how, how it all connects. So open up your Bibles, put on your Christ goggles, and let's start praying for the gifts are ready, ready for you. Thank you to our friends at Lutheran Heritage Foundation for your support of Thy Strong Word. Visit lhfmissions.org for more information, lhfmissions.org. Helping us to be strengthened by God's Word this morning, we welcome for the first time Pastor Matthew Schultz of Emanuel Lutheran Church in Niskayuna, New York. Pastor Schultz, happy Lent and welcome to Thy Strong Word. Hey, thanks, Brady. Thanks for having me. It's it's, uh, great to join you this morning. Yeah, so this is our first time together on KFUO. So tell us about yourself, uh, your family, and the work of the Saints at Emmanuel. Yeah, so uh, uh, up here in uh, upstate New York, Niskayuna, which is uh, one of those fun words to say. Um, I've got uh, uh, my wife, Kristen, and uh, she and I have been have been happily married for uh, uh, almost 22 years. And and uh, she is a marketing content manager for a for a online marketing company. Um, and then uh, we have two children. Uh, Micah, our son, is a uh, senior at uh, uh, Seward, Nebraska. He's studying at Concordia Seward. He's studying to be a Lutheran high school uh, a Lutheran high school teacher. He's he is very interested in history, so uh, that's what he's hoping to do. And then our daughter Ella is a senior in high school here in Scotia, where we live, just outside of uh, uh, Schenectady and Niskayuna, the the greater area there. And uh, um, she will be graduating this this spring and uh, is looking forward to going to college for architecture this coming fall. So uh, so that kind of makes up the family. Sure, we've got the dog, Bo, too. But uh, um, Kristen, <laughs> Kristen tells me not to include him as one of the children in, anymore. So anyway, uh, <laughs> and then the ministry we've got here at Emmanuel, it's been a, it's been a really, really great, uh, really great ministry here. Um, you know what? What I've been called to do and what I do uh, with churches is I often will come into a church and and help them uh, uh, rethink themselves as they as they are maybe in a little bit of decline. And so uh, I came to Emmanuel about six years ago, and uh, we have really really shifted things around and and are really starting to reach into the community in a new way, um, having kind of retooled the ministry and and rethought it. We are uh, really aiming at uh, a very uh, very specific demographic and we've been hitting that plus growing in other areas as well as well um you know and 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 the best part is that we're not doing it alone you know so we uh we we are working with two other churches right here in Schenectady uh Trinity Lutheran Church and Zion Lutheran Church 
were literally a triangle of, of churches one mile apart from each other in any direction. And so with the work with uh, Pastor uh, Francis Rigobert at Zion and Pastor Patrick Singh at Trinity, we really have uh, started to unite as three churches for for larger impact in our community um, and uh, uh, being able to use the the varied gifts that we have as as three churches, you know, by by being distinct, but also by coming together for things like a joint youth ministry to be reaching our, our students more effectively and and uh, and then joint care ministry, joint outreach ministries. Um, and, and during Lent right now, we're actually doing joint uh, worship services for the midweek services. And and it's great to see three churches coming together, uh, worshiping in different ways um, and, and getting to know each other. Uh, it's, it's just a huge blessing. It's a, it's a lot of joy. So, so that's kind of been the, the, the ministry that, uh, that we have, that we have done and, and, uh, that we are doing here and, and, and God has blessed it. And, and it's, it, it's just, it's just been a, a fantastic, a fantastic six years. So. It's a reminder to our listeners that, you know, ministry, uh, I guess it is correctly that the proclamation of the word and, and giving out his gifts it, 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 it's different in each community and how, how, how God bears fruit and what he does and our pastors, because the way, you know, one pastor does something is a little bit different than others. It's the same calling, the same, uh, I would say, administration and proclamation, if you will, but the work looks differently and the Lord blesses all of it. So we pray for our, our congregations. Many of us here at listeners in KFU or from the Midwest. And you know what? The ministry is still working even in the state of New York. So, Pastor, I want to begin this way. Um, before we even get to praying the psalm, you have a lot of great stuff on the psalms in general. So so tell us about the psalms. We, we, we're digging through it this week. We're going to go back to Matthew next week. Um but, you know, the, the Psalms are a unique book, not only for the sake of it is the word of God, but also wider implications. So, Pastor, tell us about the Psalms, an overview, if you will. Yeah, so so I think, I think for me, the best way I ever heard it said is that the Psalms are like a mobile cathedral or a mobile temple for the people of God, both in the Old Testament and then, you know, in our lives today. Just this idea of a mobile uh, cathedral. And, and, and so, so if you think about, if you think about, you know, much of the Old Testament is in narrative. So you get the stories of Abraham, you get the stories of Isaac and David, and, they, and, and they're, they're these great and beautiful narratives. And, and so you're going along with the story. And so that, so you kind of think of that like, like almost like a museum, you know, the, the who, what, why, and when, right? You know, so, so, you know, that's kind of like a museum building, right? And then, and then, then you have the law. You've got you've got uh, uh, Leviticus and, and Deuteronomy and and the law in Exodus, and and that's you think of that like a courthouse, right? You know, okay, here's what you need to do. Here's how you live rightly uh, as a person of God, and then you've got the prophecy. And that's what God is going to do, what God is going to do in the future, um, what God is going to do uh, in sending the Messiah, um, you know, this idea of prophecy. And I, I couldn't come up with a really great building, you know, so yeah, I've got courthouse and I've got museum. The only thing that really, really talks about what is going to happen or what's coming next are like consumer electronic shows or, or trade shows. You know, you, you go, you go and you see, oh, look, look, phones are going to have holograms in the future. That's going to be amazing. Right. So, so anyway, 
So, so, you know, we've got these three pictures. If you just think of it, you know, the, the, the Old Testament has all of these things, the, 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 the narrative, the law, the prophecy, but then you get the Psalms and the Psalms are different because the Psalms are all three of these at once. It's the entirety of God's word being put into one book and, and then it's different in how it speaks. It's not narrative. It's not law. It's not prophecy, but it's picture. And so, so, so when I heard it described this way, like a cathedral, just imagine this. You as an, you as an old, you as an Old Testament person, you're, 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 you're hearing the Torah read. You're hearing God's word being read. But then you come to the Psalms and the same stories are being told but it's using picture language. And that's like, it's like going into a cathedral and seeing the stained glass. So, so yeah, you're sitting and you're listening, you're listening to, uh, you're listening to the pastor preach, you're listening to God's word being taught, but you're also able to look at those beautiful stained glass windows. And right there are the stories of the Bible in picture. You know, and and so I I really thought that that was such a great way of understanding the the Psalms as a whole is that you're you're carrying with you the entire narrative, the entire law, the entire prophecy, but you're hearing it and seeing it in a different way. And what I guess what I would what I would say about that would be like if you just go to to a, you know everybody's favorite psalm. Okay, let's just let's just let's just be honest about this. Psalm twenty three, right? Everybody's favorite psalm, and uh, you know Psalm twenty three comes out and it just the Lord is my shepherd. You know, so the Lord is my shepherd, and it we're thinking okay. Here's a picture, a word picture that comes to to mind, and immediately. Immediately, you're transported into a field, and immediately you see a shepherd with a big flock of sheep, and he's walking with those sheep. He is guiding those sheep. He's leading those sheep. Now, God does the exact same thing with Abraham, right, and his family. He shepherds that family, especially uniquely. And then you go to Exodus and God shepherds his people through, through, uh, through the time in, in Egypt and then through the Red Sea. You know, God shepherds his people in the wilderness. But those are, those are stories. And in one line, you get the same theological picture, the same idea, but it just comes to you in such bright, vivid language that all of a sudden it becomes more personal. It's not Abraham's story anymore. It's my story. The Lord is my shepherd. You, you, you know what I'm saying? So, so that's, that's what I love about it is, again, just, just this idea that we're taking the whole Bible and we're making it pictures, things that we can see in our minds and live in in a different way. Much like what Martin Luther said, is there a quote that you had about Martin Luther in the and yeah, yeah. So, so Martin Luther, who absolutely loved the loved the Bible, or I'm sorry, loved loved, loved the Bible, of course, yeah, whatever. Uh, but he loved he loved the Psalms. He 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 thought this. He he said this about the Psalms. He said the Psalms are a little Bible, wherein everything contained in the entire Bible is beautifully and briefly comprehended. And, and so that just, again, that goes to that whole idea of, of you're carrying the whole Bible in 
in this one book, you know, but, but I guess there's one other thing, you know, sorry to, to just keep prattling on about the Psalm, going, but, going. <laughs> but, but uh, uh, there's one other thing I guess I would say that has always struck me. And I don't know if it struck you, Brady, or, 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 or some of our, uh, or some of our uh, 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 listeners, but the Psalms are unique because it's, it's actually man's words to God as God's word to man. And, and, and what I mean is, you know, the Psalms are songs and prayers of, of God's people. And, and then God turns around and, and through the, the, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit leads people to put these prayers, these songs into a book so that they can speak to us. So, so in, in, in a very, interesting way you know these prayers that david spoke and asaph spoke and others spoke and and these songs that they sang these were their songs and prayers and words to god and then god turns around and allows us to hear them today and brings them into our lives today so that so that we're right there with david and asaph and all the people of of israel saying and thinking and 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 um you know working on and, and studying the same ideas and the same pictures uh, as, as, as they were. And, and I, that's always just really, really, I guess it, it, the word would be impressed or, or, or just kind of blown my mind is that, you know, this, these are man's word to God and then God sends them to us. I, I'm going to have to wrap my head around that a little bit because you're exactly right of how powerful that really is that God worked through those people of old and it goes right back to Hebrews, you know, spoke by the prophets and so forth, exactly what you're saying. And now he speaks to us by his son. And it just keeps coming back. And like like I say, often on this program, it's all gift. So as we, I mean, great, wonderful overview of the Psalms. Each one is unique and you've really brought it back to us today. So let's begin by praying Psalm 20. Uh, we are reading from the English Standard Version, Psalm 20, the nine verses, and I will end with a Gloria Patri. We begin in prayer. Psalm 20. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May he grant your heart's desires and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven and with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall but we rise and stand upright. O Lord, save the King. May he answer us when we call. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. So, Pastor, as we as we see Psalm 20, there, there's actually a, quite a bit of familiarity with parts of this. I know a camp song, you know, uh, goes with this. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. That's a song we would sing at camp and so forth. 
How do you want to start us off with background or other themes? Yeah, so so I, I was just gonna kind of I was like diving into the background again because you know Psalms Psalms can can be a little bit different to get into because you got to work your way into the mm. the picture language and so if you kind of know the context of 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 what's going on or why this uh, psalm is included, it, it can be helpful. And I, I really appreciated what you said right at the beginning, this idea of the royal psalm, that that the, this psalm is talking about uh, the king, the, the king and his people. Um, and, and, and that's that's what uh, Psalm 20 is all about. And and it's it's an antiphonal prayer, uh, which means, again, if, if, if uh, people aren't aware of that, that uh, phrase, it just means it's a call and response. So if you can imagine the people are gathered at the temple in Jerusalem and they're and 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 they're they're uh, uh, hearing the call and then they respond with their with their verses. And, and, and so you've got the leader and the people. Uh, speaking to one another that way. And then it's a prayer. It really is a prayer for the success of the king. And that's what we're going to really dig into, I think, today. Um, but the, it's just a, a prayer for the success of, of, of the, the, the leader of Israel. And, and some people think that it would have been used maybe right before battle. Like if, if they, if they knew they were going out to, uh, face an enemy, they would use this and, uh, it would be the prayer of the people. Um, but, I also saw it, uh, especially in, in, in the always amazing Lutheran study Bible that, uh, that they actually, that they actually said that you could kind of think of this maybe as a God save the queen, you know, like you've got that song from, from England where, where just they, they sing, they sing God save the queen. And, and, and it's just that same idea that, that, that God's people are calling out to God in, in Psalm 20 saying kind of the same message. And I, I thought that was a really, really good way of looking at it. But, uh, but I think all in all, if you just understand it as a prayer for a leader, a prayer for a national leader, that kind of puts it into perspective. And, and, uh, it, it goes really well with first Timothy two, that says, first of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high position, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. So, so you have that same message. You know, pray for your leaders, pray for those who are in charge. Why? So we can live peaceful and quiet lives, you know, and, and, and that's exactly what, that's exactly what uh, the, the, the people of Israel are doing in Psalm 20. And that's a good reminder for us. Would, would an example of this be, well, first of all, to pray for our leaders, you know, Paul tells Timothy to do this. It's good for us to do so, especially if, you know, you're the leadership and in, in the government and, and other venues get you a little anxious. It's probably time to start praying. <laughs> um, and is, is, is this an example of when we are maybe struggling to pray for our leaders, our, our president or maybe governor or others, that this might be a good prayer for us to go back to? Um, to help us pray for our leaders? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, um, one of the things that I really found, and, and again, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but one of the things that, that I found um, in, in the study was, was just this idea that, especially the way Psalm 20 is written, it works to make sure that we are remembering the place 
the correct place of our leaders in our in our uh, in our communities, in our states, in our in our country, and in our world, remembering that correct place that they are servants of the King, not kings themselves. And so, so I think I think it really absolutely this this absolutely is um, a, a great a great uh, uh, prayer that we can have today as well. You know. So, so let's do this. We are um, about five minutes away from our break. So let's start digging into the text, verses 1 through 3. Psalm 20, verses 1 through 3. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. I, I can't help but think, as you mentioned, that, you know, maybe this was a prayer done by King David before they went into to battle. And I do feel, I feel that when it really brings true when you hear these words. Uh, so it talks about blessings in the name of the Lord. What is he speaking about in those first three verses? Yeah, so so this this idea of blessing um, just used over and over and over, and there are different there are some different types of, of of blessing. If you really dive into a word study on the word blessing, you, you'll find this 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 really wide range of of, of possibilities. But it, but in this one, I, I, the the blessing the blessing that he's talking about is is really saying that the name of God is where the power for our for our army for our king for everything that the name of god is where all the power comes from and 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 we see that throughout the 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 bible we see that when uh, uh um when moses is is there at the burning bush and and he he's asking well hey if the people of israel don't 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 believe that it's you who sent me who do you who do you say who who do i say sent me right and 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 God gives him his personal name, you know that that first time that he gives him the personal name, I am that I am, and and uh, you know that that that's the power, the the power of of what Moses's mission is going to be is all based on this name that he's been given. But then you also see, you know, uh, miracles done in the name of God, you know, the, 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 the different miracles that happen in the old Testament, then you see victory in the name of God, you know, David going up against, uh, uh, Goliath. And, and what does he say? I come in the name of the Lord. So the victory, the power for the victory is in the name of God, not in the slingshot, not in the rocks. It's in the name of God. And, you know, and then you, you look at just this idea of, of, what what it meant to be protected by the, the the blessing of the name of God, and and you look at Jacob, Jacob, you know, who is <laughs> Jacob's always running from somebody. I mean, you know, like he's always running from somebody. It's 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 his father in law, it's his brother, it's it's it, he's always running. But but if you if you go and look at that story again, and look at Jacob's life, you know. Over and over, this idea that you know, hey, you know, God's message to Jacob is, you know, my name is upon you. I am with you. My name is is protecting you, um, and just giving giving him that 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 protection. And so, so I guess the the way the way I look at this, and 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 the, what came to me is, you know, the idea of diplomatic immunity. Right. So, so just a, a, a quick, a quick, 
aside here, you know, if if you don't know what diplomatic immunity is, is if you're a diplomat and you're in you're you're in the country that you're serving, right? So you're from, let's say you're a diplomat in Germany from America. Now, when you're over in Germany and and you're there, the laws of Germany don't necessarily all apply because you have what's called diplomatic immunity. So let's say you're silly and you get caught speeding. I'm not saying that anybody should do that, but let's say you're a diplomat and you get caught speeding. The the diplomat actually has immunity because the laws of his country supersede the laws of the country that he's in. And so, so, as I was reading this, that that's really the thought that kept coming to me. What what they're asking for is, hey, we are we are asking for you, God, to put that kind of blessing, to put that kind of power around our army, around our king, you know, give him that kind of protection. And and that's exactly that's exactly what what uh, the blessing of God really gives is is that kind of protection for his people but this prayer is specifically for for the king and 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 I found I found a, a kind of a cool uh, statement by uh, a theologian named James Luther Mays who wrote a, a great uh, study on the book of Psalms he said the king and the people who call the Lord by his name have the right to call upon him in times of trouble and so because you're a member of God's kingdom, you get to, you get to call back to the, the, the consulate in heaven and say, Hey, I got some issues. I need you to come and take care of this. And that's, and, and again, that's exactly, that's exactly what, uh, that's exactly what, uh, um, the people are praying for, for, for the king to have that kind of protection. And that's, boy, that's, that's a really powerful, uh, 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 some a powerful reminder for us, something that we see in this world that is exactly right. That you know we can call on the name of our, you know, our the motherland, yeah. the, the one who brought us all things to to the name of the Lord, which obviously connects us to verse seven. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. But right now, Pastor, we need to take our break. We are studying and praying Psalm twenty with Pastor Matthew Schultz, and we'll be right back. Take a look around you. Look closely. Immigrants in the United States and their U.S.-born children now number about 81 million people, or 26% of the population. So chances are there's someone right in your community who doesn't speak English as a first language and who doesn't know Jesus. The Lutheran Heritage Foundation can help by providing you with free Lutheran books translated into over 90 languages. See their complete list of catechisms and Bible storybooks at lhfmissions.org. Welcome back. We are studying and praying Psalm 20 with Pastor Matthew Schultz of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Niskayuna, New York. And Pastor, we just got through the first three verses, 
and it reminds us where does our power come from? The name of the Lord. And I just want to ask one little side note. At the end of verse 3, it has that little word, that kind of a little pesky word in my mind. You go through the Psalms and someone says, Selah. What is Selah? Any find anything on that? Uh, so so you, you can find you can find a lot of different a lot of different ideas, right? Um, exactly. But the the one that I use, the one that I've always gravitated to from from our seminary days, and 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 uh, um, the the one that I that I stick with is that that this was some sort of break. This is this was a this was a this was um, whether it was a musical break, whether it was a whether it was a, a pause of 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 silence in, in during the prayer. But it was it was a it was a it was a break uh, in this in in the saying or singing of of the of the the, the prayer and and the psalm. That's that's the one that I go with. Have, have you found anything different? I really haven't, and that's and that's exactly kind of a, a pause. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that I mean, ultimately can, we don't fully know. Like, <laughs> like it seems to be something of a pause. It, yeah. You know, it, you know, I don't know if you, if if people have noticed in our hymnal. But every once in a while, there'll be the hymns with like five stanzas, and and for some odd reason, there's there's a there's a there's a physical there's a physical break. There's a line in between like verses three and four, and and if you've got a really great organist, you know the organist like they know that that break is like it's time to fill. It's 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 the it's it's the uh, it's the note mm. to the to the player to fill just a little bit. You know, do something a little special with the organ. You know, so so I think it might have been that. Like it was like the the call to the tambourine player to go nuts you know i mean like you know that. <laughs> well and, the, and they're definitely and that i think that really connects with what we're seeing because the first three verses is really a um you know my relationship with the lord yep. you know and four through six talks probably something to do with a prayer for victory now pastor before we get to four through six anything else you have in verses one through three yeah so so just kind of go back to this idea of blessing because that really kicks us into yeah. as you said you know the, the that first one is is all about you know the king praying for the king you know and 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 uh, uh, asking for protection um, and and so what are the blessings that they're actually asking well it, it goes right into the those blessings it, it's the help from the sanctuary so so it's calling on the the, the Lord of hosts the Lord of armies to send help from the sanctuary, send the angel armies, if you will, um, and 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 send those who are who are in his presence to be among them. Then it says, "Give you support from Zion." Zion in the Psalms is a is is not always uh, just a statement of uh, Zion as Jerusalem, but rather the Zion, the Zion, the mountain of God, the seat of power. And so it's giving support from the seat of power. From where? Again, from from what we're going to get into, which is the heavenly king. Because right now we're talking about the earthly king. We're going to make that switch. But but he, they're calling on the power to come from, from Zion. And then the last one is, uh, that that uh, uh, maybe may, verse three may he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. So so the blessing there is just this idea that you are in a right relationship again in the temple in the temple culture of uh, and the sacrificial culture of of uh, uh, the 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 Old Testament. 
you know, being in a right relationship with God was done through those sacrifices that are done at the temple. And so if God is remembering the sacrifices that you've done, then you are in a right relationship with God. So, so you're, 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 you're walking with him in a right relationship. And, and, and obviously that points us right to the final sacrifice that we all have, which is, you know, Jesus Christ. No, no, no more sacrifices needed because Jesus made the sacrifice once and for all. But, but in, in these verses, it really, it really is a, it's saying the same thing from their perspective. We want that right relationship. Remember the sacrifices that we've made for you. For you, God, and it just—I mean, I can't help but think about the petitions in the in the in the small catechism, where you know we'll say, "Well, why would I pray for Thy kingdom come?" Because God's kingdom is there, even if I even if I don't pray for it, it's right there. You know that God knows the you know Thy will be done. God, God's will happens whether I pray for it or not. But I pray that it may be true in this petition for me. Yep. And that's exactly what's happening here is Lord, remember my prayers, be attentive to the ears of my pleas for my, my, my pleas for mercy, excuse me. Yep. Um, and, and that really is God invites us into this and says, Hey, these are what you can pray. And he does remember, not only he hears those prayers, but he answers those prayers according to his grace. So I, I love that beginning. It really, I now I just keep going back to this battle theme you have that they would have maybe prayed this before they went into battle. And it's just remember it, Lord, remember me, just like the man on the cross. Yep. You know, remember me in your kingdom. Um, and, and and it's a great, a, it's too. a great, you know, from a personal standpoint, you know, it's it's just such a great reminder to us. Remember me in the midst of my battles, right? You know, remember me uh, um, in 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 and and what I'm going to be going through today because we 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 face those same battles. You know, we we may not be a king, you know, except in our own house or maybe. Not even there, but that's a whole other story, um, you know. But but, but you know you 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 know just that just that idea of remember remember me in the midst of the battles that I've got face that I'm facing today. You know, it's just it's just super comforting. Well, and that's the prayer we have. So I encourage our listeners; those three verses are are, are great ones to have for the battles that you are going through in your life. So verses, but don't, don't stop in verse three, keep going. Verses four through six, we will read, may he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation in the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know the Lord saves his anointed for you. He will answer him from his holy heaven with his saving might of his right hand. Now, Pastor, I'm going to begin here and maybe, you know, maybe skirt a little bit on some heresy just to see how Pastor Schultz is doing today. <laughs> but it says right at the beginning that he'll grant your heart's desire. So basically, Pastor, I have a desire to get a new car. So I will pray that and he will fulfill all my plans. What do you think? Yeah, no, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't quite work that way. Uh, and, and it really and it really it really goes back to I know, I know. I, I mean, you know, I've got I've got some new car parts that I really, really want. And God just, you know, anyway. And, and so long story anyway. Uh, but 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 if you go back, if you go back to, to verse three, it's that it's it's that, you know, remember all your offerings and going going back to that right relationship. When you're in that right relationship, as 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 you were just talking about, thy will be done, not not my will be done, but thy will be done. So if if my heart is aligned with the heart of God, you know, then 
Then, if my desires are what God desires, now I'm praying the will of God. I'm not praying my will. And so, 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 you know, the, the idea, the idea that, the idea that you're aligned in that right relationship, that you are, that you are aligned with the heavenly king. Again, we haven't quite gotten to the heavenly king yet, but that you're aligned with him. That's, that's really where, where, where verse four is, is, is coming into. Um, may he, may he grant your heart's desire and fulfill your plans. You know, that's, that's, that is, that is a, that is really a call that we are in and working in the plans that God has, not saying, hey, just give me what I want. And so as we come to verse five, may we shout and, and see the thing is, if you end at verse four, you can easily be lost. But verse five gets, it goes right to the joy over salvation. Mm-hmm. So what's our heart's desire? Be salvation. And guess what? We have joy over this. There's, a, there's quite a bit in verse five. Anything you want to highlight? Yeah. So, so really, again, with this being a, a prayer for this being a prayer for the king, a prayer for victory, right? That's that's what they're praying. Again, verse four. What what is it that they're what is it they're they're praying for? They're praying they're praying for that the that the the king is successful. That that he is that he is granted victory. Um, and and so we get into verse five, and this is really where. This really deep theological shift occurs. And I think if, if I was going to say, if there is a key verse in Psalm, in Psalm 20, it's verse five. Absolutely. And, and, and so stick with me here. Okay. May we shout for joy over your salvation. Whose salvation? Who is the your there? And this is where we start to make this shift that we're not praying to the king, right? We're praying to the king, the heavenly king. We're praying to, praying to God, our father, on behalf of the king, you know, but what did we just pray for, for the king? Your salvation. So the your there is saying, you know, going going towards your um king david let's say we're praying for king david king david we shout we shout for joy over your salvation that you have this salvation before god and then we go to the next part which is in the name of our god set up our banners now all of a sudden the king is no longer the king the king is now part of the people our banners you know the people and the king are now praying together it, and 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 if you if you want to think of it this way it's 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 a democratization it's a big word a democratization wow. yeah. of the victory to the people and the earthly king so now we've shifted praying for the king to praying with the earthly leader to the king in heaven that the victory would be ours and then you get back to verse six, you know, uh, I'm sorry. And, and then it goes to, and then it goes to, may the Lord fulfill all your petitions. So now we shift right. back to the, the people praying for the king again, but, but it's in the, it's in the midst of this. It's in the midst of this understanding that the king is no different than the people. The king is, the, the king is the saved as much as the people are the saved 
before God. And that's that actually sets us up for verse six there, which is, I know that the Lord, Lord that I'm, I'm sorry, now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. So now the, the, the anointed, the king, is the one who is saved. And, and there's this, sorry, go, go, go oh, ahead. This is really getting good because it's speaking about the king and joining in his salvation. And, and, and it's a celebration because the king is saved as well. And then it goes right back to the, the king of kings that yep. he is our ultimate savior. So it takes away this understanding of, well, it was the king that saved yep. us. It's like, no, the Lord saved us and it saved him and saved us almost as if, and tell me what your thoughts are, almost as if the king and the people are at the same level. Yeah which I think would have been very profound in those days. Your thoughts? Ab- no, ab- absolutely. Abs- that, and that's, and that's what makes this, that's what makes this, this, this Psalm so powerful. And, 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 and we're going to, you know, I'm going to take it, take it down to, to where we are as we're, as we're praying this Psalm. But, but again, the, the, uh, the, there's this quote, same guy, James Luther May, uh, who wrote again? Great, great uh, commentary on, on on the Psalms. He says this is what he says, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna emphasize the last the last part. But he says the importance of the King in the Psalm is clear. He is the central person on whom the intercession of his people is concentrated. But in the theology of the Psalm, the King is not the Savior but the saved, which is what we were just saying. He is now part of the people. He's the saved. He's not the savior. He's the saved. But then he goes on to say this. This way of praying was a liturgical antidote against a way of believing to which any people are tempted to vest power in a person to provide for their security and success. I love that phrase, liturgical antidote. Antidote, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, if you're so tell us, go ahead, tell us what that means. A liturgical antidote is not a normal word. I mean, you're you're a put out democratization. I can't even say it right. <laughs> and now you're putting on liturgical antidote. What does that mean? Liturgical antidote. Yeah. So 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 I mean, really, really, it, it's the it's the idea that we're going to put our hope in a person, right? So 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 you know, this is where I start to get. This is where I really, really thought about what we're dealing with today, and and this the the whole issue of praying for leaders. Now, uh, I'm going to just come out and say I am not, I'm not, I'm not going to be or trying to be political. This is literally just how do we how do we understand this psalm? What why does this psalm matter to us today? And it's the liturgical antidote. It's actually what <laughs> that that word is all about. So so according to according to uh, the Barna Research Study Group, one of the major reasons for church dysfunction and and separation, you know, is 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 political splits in congregations, right? So so people in congregations today identify themselves more as Republican or Democrat than they do with the kingdom of God. So all of a sudden, my political affiliation is more important than my affiliation with the cross of Jesus Christ. And, and I, you know, too many, you know, that means too many people are, are starting to believe that our hope 
our salvation, making sure that our world is fixed, quote unquote, you know, whatever that means, that those victories come from the political leader, right? So, so, so if I want to see something happen in my world, I'm not praying to God. I'm, I'm, I'm looking and, and, and bowing towards, bowing towards Washington, right? And, and this, and this is something that we see not only today, but also if you go back into uh, Paul's day, you get into the whole idea of emperor worship. And again, not going to get into too much of that, but just the idea that there were these cults in, in the New Testament too, where people were literally praying to the, the, uh, the emperor of Rome as if he was a god. And so, so you know, this, this, idea that, this idea that the person becomes the savior, the person sitting in power is the one who, who, who needs to win so that, so that, uh, um, so that my side wins. The person becomes the, the focal, focal point. What this psalm is saying and what this psalm is reminding us with this liturgical antidote is, nope, in the eyes of God and when the people are praying, that person who sits in whatever seat of power you want to talk about, they are, they are equal to you. There is no, there is no difference. They are not better. They are not the savior. They are not the one that's going to fix the, the, the ills of the world. That's, that's God's power alone. And, and that, that really to me is, is where this psalm speaks to us today in, you know, I don't know how the rest of the country is, but, you know, out here, it, it's hyper political. I'm just going to say it. It's hyper political out here in the in the in the beautiful northeast part of the country. Um, but people are putting their hope in 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 the political leaders, and and we have this message that look, no, they're they're all they're all just they're all just like us. And this prayer reminds us of that on a on a, and would have reminded the people of 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 of. Uh, David's time of the people of God in the Old Testament. It's not the king, it's the king who matters. It's Jesus. It is, it is, it is the, 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 the triune God who gives the victory and the power. Like you said throughout, where is the power of anything? It's in the name of of the Lord. <laughs> and, yep. and it's so easy for us to assume if this election goes this direction yep. or this direction, then everything's just going to fall apart. And the last thing that we'll do, or last thing our, our thoughts go into is how can I lift this up in prayer and look at the name of the Lord for my hope? Yep. And because this elected leader, um, at least in America, is somebody that's just like you and I, yep. you know, and the power is going to come in the name of the Lord. So he saves his anointed. He, he saves a king just like he saves you. Um, and he will answer. I like this. Verse six, he will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. So it kind of goes from there's power in his name, but also the, the power in his right hand and up from holy heaven. Any thoughts on that language? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I love, I love the right hand, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right hand, left hand, right? So, so Luther's, right. Luther's understanding of the two kingdoms and, and left hand of God is the hand of judgment, the hand of law, the hand of, the hand of, 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 of government, if you will. Uh, is the left hand? Which hand is coming down and, and giving and giving power? Which hand is coming down and actually empowering the king? It's the hand. It's the right hand. It's the hand of grace. 
You know, who sits at the right hand? Jesus sits at the right hand. So, so where, where does all of this power take us right back to? It takes us right back to exactly what you just, what you just said, which is the power comes from the saving work of God. The power, the, the prayer that we have for our leaders then becomes that God's grace would come to them, that God's grace would, would be, would be upon them and with them, regardless of who they are, regardless of how elections go. No, the power of the power of the cross, the power that we pray, that we're actually praying for the salvation of the people, you know, who are, who are leading and, and the power comes from the right hand of God, the, 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 the hand of grace. It just, it just, you know, absolutely. It's, it, it's, it's great language. Now, here's what I want to do, Pastor. I think, I think I'll read the rest of our verses because there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. We have about eight minutes sure. left in our time and want to make sure we're able to unpack it completely. So we are in verse seven. We'll go to the end in verse nine. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. Oh, Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. Pastor, I have sung this song many times. Some trust in chariots and some in horses and all the actions and everything else. But I have to admit, I never really have reflected on this psalm. The power of music, which is great. We sing. This is what the psalm is. At the same time, it's good. It sinks in the mind here. And it, it shows us once again, who do we trust what is uh, what is David telling us in these last number of verses? Yeah, so so basically, uh, this is this is a a you know in their context, you know the Babylonians, the Philistines, they were they were they were people who were known for their chariots and their horses, and so so that would cause people at that time to be very very afraid. Uh, of going into battle against them because because they were they were well equipped right and and so so what what these verses are saying is is that we as the people of God we don't trust in our military might we don't trust in how strong we are and we don't cower in in the face of it either right because we have the again the all powerful name of God, the name of God that again has freed His people from slavery in Egypt, the name of God that has caused His people to survive in the wilderness, the name of God that has brought brought people brought the people of God into Canaan and given us the 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 the, the promised land. That name is the name that now is with us. So we don't trust in our own strength. We're trusting in the in the name of the God who is called us and brought us here. And, 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 and I really do. I think, I think that, you know, in these times of, of upheaval, uh, like we're living in right now, right? You know, so now there's all the saber rattling all over the world and you, you see what's happening in the Ukraine. You see people trusting in their military might. And one of those reactions for us as Christians and as Americans might be, well, let's, you know, hey, Let's 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 we're, we're bigger. We're badder. We're, we, we can do it. We can do this. But but this this psalm reminds us, no, that's not where we put our trust. We put our trust that God's got this. He's in control of human history. He's the one who is going to uh, to get us through this 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 fight. And and then it gets us to this idea of, you know, we have the you know, we we trust in the name of the Lord, uh, our God. And, and again, back to this idea of we're going into battle, but because we're going into battle with the name of God, 
our God is powerful. Our God is protecting us. Our God is sending his angel, his angel armies from heaven. He is coming down from the seat of power. His right hand and his holy arm is going with us. You know, the name of God assures the victory. But for us personally, where we can go is each and every single one of us has been marked by that same name in baptism. So each and every one of us has been called by the name of God, you know, called children of God by our baptism. And so so we know that we already have we already have the victory over sin, over death, over the devil. We have the we have victory over everything that this world can throw at us because we have already been given the name of God. We have that power going with us. And this is just a reminder of, you know, things collapse and fall. And this is not like, a, oh, you got to be worried for the state of, of your government. But as we look at something like Ukraine, we, we grieve and it is very heartbreaking to see those kind of situations. The more you learn history, and I know you like history, and obviously your son does too, as he's studying to be a right. history teacher. But you know, great kingdoms fall, and this is prophetic in that sense too. Like you talked about the cathedral, it's just like, yeah, all this can fall. This is a mighty fortress, is our God, as we sing. Um, but we will rise, not because of our power. That's been made known throughout this, and we'll stand upright because it is the Lord who fell and rose again, and we might go to dust, but we will rise again. And this is Lenten language. This is Easter resurrection hope. I mean, it. I, I can't, you can't help but not see Jesus laying over this psalm Absolutely. as you see those words. We grieve, but yet we know that there is a sure and certain hope in Christ. Um, Pastor, we have about three minutes yeah. left. Verse nine, yeah. as you mentioned, alluded to the beginning, it's just kind of like, okay, uh, is this an English verse? <laughs> you know, did, uh, you know... <laughs> The Lord knew about England, so he added verse nine. No, what is he telling us in verse? No, nine? so it's actually a bookend. If you if you if you look at verse one, and it says, "May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble." Right. So mm-hmm. the the you, you know, again praying for the king, but then verse nine. So we're praying for the king, but now in verse in verse uh, nine, we've made the full shift all the way to. Oh, Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call, you know, so 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 we've made that we've made that that shift from praying, just praying for the king and thinking about the king to now to now it's it's all of us calling all of us together and praying to the king. So 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 again, you know, this psalm just moves us away from directing our thoughts and 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 having everything be about the you know the the leader the earthly leader and it pulls us right back to and ends us with you know yes lord save save the 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 uh uh the king save the leader you know be with them but we know that we know that 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 it's you who is doing this. We know that it's you who gives the victory. It's not it's 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 not it's not the earthly leader. Pastor, we have about a minute and a half left. How would you, when would you suggest or encourage, I should say is the right word, for people to 
to read, ponder, proclaim, and pray the the joy of this psalm. When would be a good time? Yeah, I think I think again right now with uh, with the upheaval in the world, I think it is a great as as, as you said, Pastor Finnern. Uh, you know, it's 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 a great reminder um, that that kingdoms do fall, but we stand. You know that that it's that it's that again mighty fortress. I think the other the other time would be election time, right? You know, so we're, we're looking toward November and we got the midterms and people are going to get all freaked out and everybody's going to be saying one way or the other, if, if they win, we're, we're, we're all, we're all in a heap of trouble. If they win, we're all in a heap of trouble, you know? Um, and, and so this is a really, really great, uh, a great reminder that no, no, we pray for all our leaders and, and, and we, we, we ask God to be with all of our leaders because at the end of the day, we are not R Republican. We are not D Democrat. We are not I independent. We are C Christian. We are the people of God in the kingdom of God. Our affiliation is much, much bigger than any political party. And this, this prayer reminds us of that and reminds us to put our trust in God, not in, not in government. And that's what we're reminded. Keep praying, saints of our Lord. Pastor Matthew Schultz of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Niskayuna, New York, giving us God's strong word from Psalm 20. Pastor Schultz, thank you for bringing us his gifts. Thank you. I'm your host, Brady Finner, and pastor of Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us, and the Lord keep you safe in the palm of his hand. <music>